Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Scott Pauley. I'm so happy that you are joining our broadcast today. Several years ago, when we first began the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we started with my favorite book of the Bible. I've adopted it really as my life's study on the book of Philippians. And the theme, of course, of that great book is the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, truly, it is the, the Bible treatise on what it means to enjoy the journey. Now we're thrilled to share this anniversary series with you again in the hopes that God will use it in your life to help you learn to enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever stage you happen to be on on life's journey. I trust that these studies from the Word of God today will refresh your spirit and renew your strength for the days ahead. God bless you as you listen. A friend said to me recently that he spends a lot of his time listening to talk radio. Can I tell you, few things are more depressing than listening to talk radio. As a matter of fact, just constantly taking in bad news, that's not going to help your spirit. We live in a bad world. If you've watched the news for any length of time recently, you can get terribly discouraged. Well, I want to give you some good news today, some good news in a bad world. You see, that's what the word gospel means. It literally means the good news. And the good news is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, we're studying a book of joy. It's the book of Philippians in the New Testament. We've begun our study in Philippians chapter 1. and We've left off by studying verses 1 through 11. Would you look with me, please, at Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 12 and notice the Apostle Paul's tone. Remember that he's sitting in prison. Bad news. He's sitting in a Roman prison. Very bad news. And yet his tone is not depressed at all. In fact, it's very upbeat. It's very positive. This is more than the power of positive thinking. This is the power of the good news. Listen to Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places, and many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction in my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. There's that word again. It's interesting, but the word is used repeatedly in Philippians chapter 1. For example... In Philippians chapter 1, verse 5, he begins with your fellowship in the gospel. In verse 7, he talks about the defense and confirmation of the gospel. In verse 12, he talks about the furtherance of the gospel. And in verse 17, he repeats the defense of the gospel. And then you come to the end of the chapter, to verse 27, and we read, "...only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent..." I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. You see, the gospel was the thing that brought the joy. And might I say it this way, the gospel is the garden that every other good thing grows out of. It is all of grace. It is the work of God in us. You see, you can never go deeper than the gospel. You can only go deeper in it. Some people think, well, the gospel, that's, that's just entry-level Christianity. Friends, the message of the good news of Jesus Christ 
is at the heart and soul of everything we believe. And that's why everyone needs to hear it. Lost people need to hear it so they can believe on Christ. But I would suggest to you that even believers need to hear the gospel. As a matter of fact, you need to preach the gospel to yourself every day. When you get up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and begin your day this way. You're a sinner. You don't deserve any good thing. All you deserve is hell. But Jesus died for you. He was buried and He rose from the dead so you could have everlasting life. And He lives inside of you so that you can have abundant life. You see, that's the way to live joyful in a very negative world. It's good news in a bad world. The Apostle Paul seems to be totally consumed with the gospel. Well, I would suggest to you he was captured by that gospel on the road to Damascus. On that road to Damascus one day, he had a divine appointment with the risen Christ. He met the Lord Jesus. It changed his whole life. He would be consumed by that gospel message for the rest of his life. You'll remember when he first came into Philippi to preach the gospel, there wasn't much going on for the Lord there. As a matter of fact, Philippi has been referred to as a little Rome. It was a wicked place. There were very few practicing Jews. There was no established church. In fact, it would be in Philippi that Paul would be mobbed. He would be beaten. He would be thrown in jail. And yet, may I remind you that the good news worked there. Wherever you are today, on your job, in your school, in your neighborhood, in your family circumstance, in the town where you live, no matter how bad it may be, no matter how wicked hearts are, no matter how vile sin is all around you, friends, the gospel is still the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. It is the power of Jesus, Jesus Christ at work in us. And the gospel not only captured the Apostle Paul, the gospel captured the believers in Philippi. It captured Lydia. It captured that slave girl that was possessed by a demon. It captured that jailer. It captured the whole group of believers there. As a matter of fact, from Philippi, the gospel will advance. They're going to support the Apostle Paul and his gospel efforts in Thessalonica. They're going to be the one church that gets behind him and says, take this same message to others in Europe. Why? Because they saw the power of the gospel at work in their own lives. And so may I ask you, can you see the power of the gospel at work in your life today? You see, the gospel works everywhere. It worked in Thessalonica. It works in Rome. It worked in Philippi. And it will work in your town. It will work in you. And it will work in the lives of others around you. Would you make it your own assignment, not only to be sure you've believed the gospel, but that you carry the gospel to someone else? That what you've received, you relay it to someone today? You don't have to be the, the Apostle Paul. You may be a very ordinary person like Lydia, a businesswoman. Or you may be a jailer like that Philippian jailer. You may be a person who will not be famous, but you can be used right where you are to give the gospel to someone. And we're going to talk more about this good news in a bad world. We're going to look at these instances where the gospel is referred to in Philippians chapter 1 as we continue our study. So I want to challenge you. Read through Philippians 1 on your own. Read it out loud. Read it to yourself. And I think it will help you. It will increase your faith. It will give you hope. It will help you, my friends, to remember that the key to enjoying the journey is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always. 
And again, I say rejoice. We are grateful you've joined us for this study today. If you love the book of Philippians, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and download the audiobook of Philippians. Scott also has a full sermon series through Philippians that we believe will be an encouragement to you as well. And until next time, may the joy of Jesus help you enjoy the journey.